I want to share with you this morning, and if you're taking medicine, it's 1114. Okay? Just thought I'd let everybody know. I want to share with you on how to increase the favor of God in your life. There's not a person in this building today that does not like favor. And if you don't like favor, you're weird. Just all there is to it. We all like favor. I love favor when it comes time for a raise on the job. Amen? Now, you are the same way. You, you love favor. How many of you work? Raise your hand. You got a job. You want me to tell you where you got that job? G-O-D. And the same G-O-D that gave it to you can take it away from you. Hello. I get amazed at people that will say to me, I can't do that. Well, let me tell you something. You know what? Why would they lie in church? Because, Pete, we do what we want to do. We do. Come on. Now, just to help you with this, you got a job, and every year, I don't know if they do some kind of review or not. Now, I know this, brother. That's why I'm, I'm talking to him. You know, y'all can listen. But if they talk about a raise, you, your ears perk up. Amen? A little favor there. I'll take it. We don't mind we got to pay more taxes. If I get a raise, hallelujah, taxes don't even enter my mind when they offer me a raise because it's favor. Now, I love favor when it comes to birthday and Christmas time. I used to read, when I was a kid, I'd read that scripture because my daddy's been a preacher all my life. And by the way, my daddy's 92 today. Today's his birthday, 92 years old. My mom's 92. My mom said to me the other day, I went to take them to lunch, and she said, you know, son, if I don't hurry up and die, all my friends that went to heaven is going to think I went to hell. That's a classic, isn't it? I said, Mom, if they know you, if they know you like I know you, they know you just ain't got there yet. Because if my mama don't go to heaven, there ain't nobody in this building got a chance. I promise you, including me. But the whole thing is just simply this. I was raised in church, and I used to read that scripture that said, more blessed to give than to receive. I thought, that's not a good scripture. I don't like that scripture, because I love that receiving part. Well, you can't receive if you don't give. That's the reason the Lord said that. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And I asked the Lord different things. I said, Lord, why did you choose to run the kingdom on money? Because money irritates people in church. And I don't understand why $100 looks so big at church, but it looks so small at the mall. I've never understood that. But we love favor, and I love favor. I asked my wife one day, she said, what do you want for your birthday? I said, baby, I don't need nothing. I got all the underwear and socks I need, because that's usually what I get. And I guess since she washes them, that she figures I need them. And so my birthday came, my kids gave me stuff, my grandkids gave me stuff, my wife gave me nothing. I didn't even get a cookie cake. 
You know, the cookie, the round cookie. I didn't even get that. And I said, baby, why didn't you get me anything? You said you didn't want nothing. Well, I ain't made that mistake again. No siree. I tell her every year before my birthday, just give me a gift card to Academy. I'll go buy what I want. I have got $150 in my wallet in gift cards for, to Academy right now that she's given to me. I ain't spent them yet. But I got them. And I will spend them. As soon as summer comes and I run out of golf balls, which is quick, I'll go get me some more golf balls. But I love favor. Now I want to share scripture with you. I want to read this off of my phone. Now, so don't get upset just because I'm reading it off my phone. I got my Bible up here. I had a lady chew me out one Sunday because I read off my phone. I can't believe you read the word of God off your phone. Well, I said, well, what's wrong with that? The word of God is right here. Well, I got it right here. Okay. <laughs> Psalms 30 and 5. Listen to this. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Did you get that? Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Now let me read another one. Genesis 6 and 8. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Psalms 90 and 17. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. We'll read one more. Psalms 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. Now get this. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk up rightly. Now pastor, I, it's okay if I jump down here. Got permission. Because I don't shoot till I see the whites of their eyes. You're going to love this. I'm just telling you. You're going to leave here and say, that's a, that, that's a, that was a funny service. I want to share with you how God increases favor in my life. Every day. I pull into Walmart. My wife, if she was here, she would verify it. She gets so tired of hearing me do this. Before I ever get to Walmart, when I'm about a mile away, now God, I'm going to Walmart like he don't know that. But I just want him to know I'm going to Walmart. Now I need a parking space close to the door. I don't have a handicap sticker, Lord, so I need a parking space. I usually make no more than two rounds. There's one comes out right by the door. My wife said, this beats all I have ever seen. If I go to Fred's, if I go to the grocery store, I pray for favor because this book says that I have the opportunity. These are cheap old glasses. Don't worry about it. They're just cheaters. I call them cheaters. I can't see without them up close. I have favor from God because I ask for the favor, but I do what this book commands me to do to get the favor. You just don't get it just because, you know. Now, you'll get a little bit of favor just because you're God's kid. But I want more favor. So I'm riding in my car one day, and I said, Lord, I want more favor. I'm talking out loud. How many of you talk to yourself besides me? You'll, you'll admit it. Okay, you that, are, you that are not talking to yourself, you're missing half your life. And, 
And if you ain't answering yourself, you miss another half of your life. So look what you're missing by not talking to yourself and answering yourself. I'm out talking out loud and, and I said, Lord, I want more favor. And, I, and about that time, I see this man walking down the sidewalk toward me. I'm going down the street and he's walking toward me. There's not a soul around him, Pastor Chris, not anybody around him. And he's just talking away. He is talking like, I mean, no. And, I'm going, and I, I just out loud, I said, I feel you, brother. I've been right where you are. Yes, sir, I've talked to myself like that. Nobody even around. So I said, Lord, I want more favor. And here's what God said to me. I want you to give more. Give more? Why? God, do you know what we give now? I always get amazed at how I try to get God. God, do you know? Like God says, I know. You're the one that don't know. You're the one that forgets. I don't forget. But we do that. Don't we do that? Yes, we do. I'm not the only bad one in here. We'll go, God, do you know what we give? God, do you know what we gave last week? God, do you know how we did this? God said, I know everything. And I don't forget anything but your sin. That's the only thing I forget. Oh, shut up. See, that's the danger of using phones right there. That woman calls me ugly names all the time. She's somewhere, she's one of them overseas, you know, one of them English ladies, and she calls me ugly names. And I don't know how to get her off of there. I tried, I thought, how did I get rid of her? Then I wondered, where'd she come from, I, you know? I think my grandkids do this. They put, they go in there. Oh, they do. They'll get my phone and put stuff on it. And, and I'll go by going down the road and that woman will start telling me stuff. And I'm going like, where in the world that come from? I know that ain't God. But here's the deal. God will want more favor. Let me help you real quick. Every time you attend the house of God, favor increases in your life. Every time that you read the Bible, favor increases in your life. Every time that you pray, favor increases in your life. Every time you do good to somebody that cannot repay you, favor increases in your life. Let me tell you, you know who started Pay It Forward? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You ever pulled up through a McDonald's and they'll say the car in front of you paid for, you know, you, and they probably don't even know who you are? Anybody ever had that happen besides me? I have it happen all the time. All the time. It's favor. God started pay it forward. The devil didn't think of that because it's good. And the devil never does anything good. He can't even tell the truth. There's no truth in him, the Bible says. So I said, Lord, okay, all this favor increases. But God, what is it about you and money? I just need to know. If you don't help me, I can't help people. Tell me, what is it? Why did you choose to run the kingdom on money? Because people get irritated when you talk about money. I mean, buddy, you come to church, that they just get all irritated about it. I was in Thibodeau years ago. I was there doing, and I was state youth director, a lot of you know that. I was doing a speed the light service. I was going to raise money for speed the light. And after the service, and I happened to talk about tithing, 
You know, and pastors already talked about tithing. Let me just tell you real quick about tithing. 23% of the people that attend church on any given Sunday, in any congregation, in any denomination, only 23% of the people that attend tithe. Isn't that horrible? What does the rest of them do? I can tell you what they do. I'm going to use my brother again. He'll probably never sit on the front row again if you announce I'm coming. <laughs> You'll be here, right? You'll be right here. Okay, do you own a weed eater? You don't have one? You don't. Who's got a weed eater? Thank you. You need to get you a weed eater. <laughs> okay, you got a weed eater. If I come borrow your weed eater, and 10 years later, I still got your weed eater. What would you call me? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Did y'all hear that? You're a thief. Well, let me tell you, people that don't tithe, that ain't their money. According to this book, it's God's money. He says, Malachi, that the tithe belongs to me. Read the book of Malachi. Tithe is mine, 10%. Some of you need to give God his weed eater back. You've had it long enough. Now that's good, I don't care who you are. I just don't understand that. If it's not mine, I don't want it. And God says, I will bless you when you give. He says what? He'll open the windows of heaven? Oh, oh, we can quote that one, can't we? Oh, yeah, he'll open the windows of heaven. He'll press it down. He'll shake it together, and he'll just cause it to run over. Yeah, we can quote it, but do we do it? I'm just wondering if we do it. Well, let me just tell you something. Tithing only opens the windows of heaven. Nothing comes out until you start giving offerings. Oh, now you're going to get favor and you're going to get blessed. But I'm talking about the abundance comes out when you start giving offerings above the tithe. Isn't it amazing that most people find it so hard? But my, my girls, when they were five years old, I taught them how to tithe, Pastor Chris. I took both my girls at five. Nicole, when she was five, Renee was, uh, just had been born. I took ten dimes, and I laid them on the table, and I took a dollar bill, and I laid it on the table, and I said to her, baby, now this is ten dimes. That's the same as that dollar bill right there. These ten dimes are the same. There's no difference. I said, now I will show you something. Every time you get a dollar from Mama and Papa, or if you get a dollar from me and Mama, here's what you do. Take the dollar bill, I put it away. I said, now here's what you do. These 10 dimes, that's a dollar. You give one of these to the Lord this dime, and you keep these nine for yourself. These are yours, that's God's. Five-year-old looked at me and said that. She said, that's a good deal. Now, if a five-year-old can figure that out, what is wrong with us? Hello? Now, I love what pastor said. We'll give you your money back. And if they don't, I'll give it back to you. If you have never tithed, you need to start today. You need to say to God, I'm going to prove you. Matter of fact, God says you can't test me in anything but giving. That's it. You can't test him in his love. You can't test him in salvation. You can't test him in anything but giving. So I said, okay, God, why'd you choose to run the kingdom on money? God said, because money is the hardest thing for my people to let go of. 
when it comes to kingdom business. Now, they will save up and buy whatever they want. But don't ask them to give an extra car note this year to the church. Hello. Now I'm going to help you with something else. I just know you want me to. I can just see it on your face. I'm going to help you with this. How many enjoys this wonderful air conditioning we have? This pastor got up one Sunday morning. He said, I've got some bad news. I've got some good news. And I got some bad news. He said, it is August and all of you know that. And he said, the bad news is the main air conditioner that cools this auditorium went out about 10 minutes ago. We've already had a repairman out here and it's going to get hot in here in just a few minutes. And here's the problem. It's going to cost $35,000 to replace that air conditioner. That's the bad news. But the good news is, I want you to know we have the money. Oh, they all said, glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, they all got spiritual. Those that didn't even know what spiritual was got spiritual. You know. And then he said, now for the next bad news. The money is still in your pockets. <laughs> bad news. But I, I had a guy say that to me one day. But what does the tithe do? Where does it go? He said it goes in the church. I used to pastor. Well, what do y'all do with it? I said, we'll just sit down here just a minute, partner. Let me help you with something. Do you enjoy the air conditioning? Yes. Your tithe pays for it. Do you enjoy the lights being on? Oh, yes. Do you like all of the things we have? Do you like the staff? Do you like them to come pray for you when you get sick? And do you like all these other things we have at the church? Oh, yeah. Your tithe pays for that. Well, he said, I never thought about that. I said, well, think about it because it does. We take your tithe, my tithe, and everybody else's tithe, and we can have a staff, we can have music instruments, we can have air conditioning, we can have heat, because that's the way God designed it. And if you don't like it, partner, talk to God. Quit getting mad at me. He said, well, okay, I won't get mad at you no more, preacher. I'll just get mad at God. I said, <laughs> be careful there now, buddy. See, people have such a problem with, well, where does the tithe go? What does he do with it? Let me tell you something. Once I pay my tithe to my church, and I text tithe. Do y'all have text tithing? Oh, I love it. Y'all need to get text tithing. Oh, yeah. I was in Africa the other day, and I text tithe my, I tithe, text my tithe back to my church, and I was in Africa. She had it the next morning. Just text it. Text my tithe. Isn't that cool? Boy, God makes it easy for us. You know, you text everybody else, takes your tithe. It works. It's wonderful. But here's the whole thing. All I want you to know is this. You can't go wrong when you tithe. Amen? For you that do it, amen? For you that don't do it, don't say nothing. Just start. But I said, Lord, I want more than just this tithe thing. I want the windows to open, but I want something coming out. I want a lot of something coming out. God said, I want you to give more. He said, God, in our giving, God said, you asked me, I didn't ask you. You asked me about favor. I didn't ask you. It's okay, Lord. 
How much more you want us to give? And so God told me. Now I want to tell you something. And if you take this as bragging on Gary Sapp, I hope God shakes you to your liver quivers. You say he might not. You don't know how God answers my prayers. I told a lady one day if she took that white form home with her from that little kid, I said, I pray tonight you have uh, at least a thousand fleas in your bed from camels. And they big fleas. She said, so if I take this home, I said, ma'am, you can't take that white form home with you. May the fleas of a thousand camels inherit your bed tonight. And everybody that takes one, after I go home and I'm missing two or three, I said, God, let them itch all night long. Let them scratch all night long. I don't care whether the fleas are there or not, just let them scratch. They'll think the fleas are there. You say, God don't answer prayers like that. You don't know. You don't know. God said he hears the prayers of his people, and he answers those prayers when he wants to. I just pray, do it tonight, God. Now, if you don't want to get them tonight, get them tomorrow night. Last year, Dee and I started praying. Let me just kind of go back. We started praying three years ago. God, we want to give 50% of everything we make back to you. And we want to live on 50%. Help us do that. Give us wisdom. Provide the finances so we can do it. We'll give it away if you give it to us. We want to do 50-50. And you know where I got that from? The Lord. The Lord. But I also read a book by J.C. Penney that when he started his stores, Google it. Just don't Google it in church. He started his stores. He said, God, if you will bless my stores, I want to be able to give 90% of everything we make back to you and operate on 10%. Not only, God, do I want to do that in my stores, I want to do that personally. And the day the man died, that's what was happening in the stores and in his personal life. He was giving 90% away and living on 10. You said, well, if I made that kind of money, I could do that. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I hear people say all the time, if I won the lottery, boy, if I win the lottery, I'm going to do this. If I win the lottery... You know, I've had people say, you think it's a sin to buy lottery tickets? That ain't none of my business what you do. That's between you and God. Hello? I don't get into that. Between you and the Lord. You got to answer to God. I don't. That's the beauty of it. I'm going to stand before God for this old boy right here. Not for what you do or not for what you say or not for what you act. You're going to stand before him. And this is what scares the monkey out of me is that God says this. You're going to answer for every deed you do on the face of this earth, good and bad. Oh, dear Jesus. That scares me. Y'all think I'm super spiritual. Oh, no, no, no. That scares me. Last year, we hit it. In 2015, we hit it. Not 16, because I just turned them in. But I've already figured it up when I gave it to my CPA. Last year, we lived on 50%, and we gave God 50%. 2016, 
we did the same thing. We lived on 50% and we gave God 50%. Now I know what the devil's putting in your mind. How many's ever had a bad thought besides me? Boy, there's some lying people in this church, Pastor. <laughs> we, we need an altar call for liars. You can't stop bad thoughts as long as the devil is alive. But you can decide how long they stay there. Amen? You have bad thoughts sitting in church. Matter of fact, when it gets close to noon, a lot of you are going to start having bad thoughts. You're going to go, I wish that preacher shut his mouth. I'm hungry. I didn't eat breakfast. Well, neither did I. He'll just hush and let us out of here. We need to beat them Baptist folks to the restaurant. <laughs> so here's the thing. I said, Lord, if you'll bless us again, we did it. And we did it in 2016. But let me just tell you what happened. Three years ago, we started praying, God, we want you to pay our house off. We want you to pay our house off, Lord. We started agreeing together because, see, there's power in agreement. So D and I joined hands, and we start agreeing together. Lord, pay our house off. We want you to pay our house off. And God said to me, he said, if I pay your house off, what are you going to do with that note? every month so I'm going to put in my retirement Lord because I want to retire that's why I want you to pay the house off I don't want to retire with a house note because then I'll have to go work at Walmart as a greeter and I'm not a real good greeter I said Lord I'm, I, I would put it in my retirement here's what God said to me he said if I pay your house off will you give me that note every month if I ask for it. Boy, it gets quiet in here, don't it? It's funny you talk about money. They go. Everybody just goes. Anybody behind me? You know, get scared. Why? When you give, you want to be the happiest person on the face of this earth. Because you got favor jumping all over you. God's favor will run you down. It'll chase you down. And I said, God, I'll give you that house note if you ask for it every month. Because let me tell you why I did that. Because he asked me would I be willing to. I said, yeah. So in about two weeks after that, I get a phone call. And this guy says, how you doing? I said, good. Well, I knew who it was. Caller ID. Don't you love that? He said, I ain't going to take up much of your time. He said, uh, just want to call and tell you God told me to pay your house off I said brother you heard from God he said excuse me I said you heard from God I just wanted to help him in case he didn't catch the devil jumping his mind you know I said no you heard from God we've been praying that he didn't ask me how much I owed we only built that house 10 years ago he didn't ask me how much I owed we owed a few hundred thousand dollars he said, okay, I'm going to send you a check. Because he asked me how much I owed. Send you a check. So, whoa, 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 don't send me no check. Uh-uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me call my CPA. I'll call you right back. I called her. She said, tell him to make that check out to the bank, to Chase Bank, who's got your home financed. Don't make it out to you, because then you got to answer to the IRS for it. Make it out to Chase Bank. So I did. 
He made it out to Chase Bank, mailed it to me. I took it down there, and a month later, I get a call from the courthouse. I could come down and get a copy of my deed. Free and clear. It's mine. You know who the winner was? You know who the winner was? Me. You know why I'm the winner? Because God saved me $10,000 in interest if I'd had to pay that little sucker off. So I didn't only get it paid off, I saved 10 grand. But that first month after it was paid off, God said, I want that note. Okay, God, what you want me to do with it? At that time, five of our minister friends were going through cancer. Five of them. Pastor Woody, I see him back there. He, he, he knows, he probably knows every one of them that were going through cancer. They couldn't pay their chemo bills. And God said, send it to this one. Send that note to this one. And that month, paid their chemo. The next month, he did it to me again. The next month, he did it to me again. And then the third month, I said, God, what you want me to do with the house note? He hadn't said nothing. He said, you can keep that one. Praise God. <laughs> See, God's not just, God's not a taker. He's a giver. I said, he's a giver. And can I tell you this? I've kept more than I give away. He's let me keep more of those house notes than I've given away. But I'm, I'm ready to give it away every month if he wants me to. Because if I give that house note away every month, I'm still the winner. There's an old country song. Any of y'all listen to country music? Anybody? Okay, there's an old country song that, that years ago. A guy named Bobby Bear sings it. Google it after church. It's called I'm the Winner. That's the name of the song, I'm the Winner. And he goes through a little story. Google it after church. But I'm the winner. And shortly after that, I get a phone call. And this guy's talking to me. And I had just told my wife, just a few days before that I got this phone call, God's going to give me a new car. She said, what kind is he going to give us? I said, God didn't say nothing about giving you no car. He said, well, I, I did. I said, he didn't say nothing about you. I said, God's going to give me, give me a new car. She said, oh, really? When? I said, before the end of the year. She said, yeah, okay. Well, the whole thing goes by. This guy calls me and we're just talking, hangs up. He didn't say nothing about no car. Nothing. January, right on through December, nobody's giving me a car. My wife said to me one day, she said, you haven't got your car yet. It's December already. I looked at her and I said, get thee behind me. <laughs> now, I didn't call her Satan. I just said, get thee behind me. I said, you ain't got no faith. She said, you think? I said, don't, I don't have to think. I know it's going to happen. God told me it was going to happen. December 31, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I love when you talk about God's timing, Pastor. Because can I just tell you something? His timing again ain't your timing. And I asked him, I said, why do you always wait to the last minute? God said, it wasn't my last minute. It was your last minute. 
I just want to see how much you trust me. Guy calls me up 2 o'clock in the afternoon and said, Hey, buddy, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. Same dude. Same one from before. He said, Hey, I want to buy you a new car. God told me to buy you a new car. I said, Brother, you heard from God. Why did you wait so long? <laughs> he said, I just forgot about it until just a few days ago. I said, Okay. He said, what do you want? Now, if a man asks you what kind of car you want, what would you tell him? Tell me, what would you tell him? Huh? A Ford F-250? Diesel? Oh, diesel, the whole bit. Okay, see, pastor's just being honest. What would you tell him? The guy said, what, what kind of car you want? You, you consult with her first, would you? Sure. Yeah. Baby, what kind of car would you want? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know you would. How long have you been married? Yeah, you'd consult with her. My wife, I'd say, you ain't in this picture. You know. I've been married 45 years. Anyway, I said, okay. And I really, in my mind, I thought Mercedes. I really did. And I, I've never had a Mercedes, but I thought, that'd be nice. But I thought, no, I can't do that. He said, well, I'll tell you what. Won't you just meet me at the Lexus dealer? Hello, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I drove over there to Shreveport. Walked in there. Drove out with a brand new Lexus. He wrote the check. Hello, hello, hello. I went home, told my wife. Because when I left, I didn't say nothing. I said, I'll be back in about two or three or four hours. She said, where are you going? So I got business. <laughs> I come back home, pull that baby in the garage. Said, brought yourself out here and look here. Look at this car right here. She said, did you go trade cars? Uh-uh. No, no, no. You remember I told you God was going to give me a car? Look right here. Ain't nothing. Find this. It's my car. Gary's car. So I put me a little sign in the garage, Gary's car. <laughs> so that's where I park it. Now, I'm in a rental car today. I'm not driving my car. Put all them miles on my car. I go rent a car. Put miles on their car. Because I want that baby to last. Amen? God will do stuff for you that you will not believe. And I'm quitting here. I'm, I'm just landing this plane. If Dee was here today, Pastor Chris, she'd be sitting right there. And about five minutes ago, she would have went. And if I didn't pay her no attention, she'd have went. <laughs> Wait, Dee, you've been married 45 years. But here's what I just want to say to you today can't get the full benefits of the favor of God if you don't honor the full benefits of his word. can't get him. He, his, his word won't do it. But see, here's the kicker. Once you start giving above your tithe to God, like sponsoring these kids, like giving of your faith promises to missions every year, 
Once you start doing things like that, can I tell you what happens? That favor increases. It just starts increasing. It just starts increasing. And you don't know that God won't pay your house off. You don't know that God won't give you a house. You don't know what God will do. But once you start giving, you see, I didn't get the stuff first. I started giving first. And once you start giving, God becomes obligated to you. His word, he cannot lie. His word cannot lie. He becomes obligated to you. He has to do it. I get up every day. Going, I go to my mailbox every day. And now there's not always a check in my mailbox. But I go out there every day going, God, I need a check in that mailbox out there. But three days out of, out of seven, there's always a check in there. I'm telling you, I got an average of three days a week. There's a check in my mailbox. It's unbelievable. It may be a rebate. I got one from State Farm. Now, you know that's a miracle of God. You got a rebate from State Farm. I got a check the other day from a guy. Just said, I opened it up and he said, Hey, buddy, I was praying two mornings before that. He lived in Oklahoma. He said, God told me to send you this check. I don't know why you need it. I don't care why you need it. You're blessed. Your buddy Rodney, another pastor, Another pastor friend. I said, God, what do you want me to do with this? God said, you can keep half of it, but I want you to give the other half to so-and-so because they need it. And he didn't know so-and-so, but you do, and I'm going to run it through you. You're going to be a channel to get it to them. My last story right here. My last story. I want to see one of those. That's what I want to see. This is my last story. Sitting in my chair. All you men got your chair? Every man got a chair? Which one of you men got a chair? Raise your hand. You got your chair. It's your chair. That's where you sit. My grandkids know not to sit in my chair. It's my chair. I'm sitting in my chair. I got on the ugliest pair of knee-length pajamas you'd ever seen in your life. I mean, they ugly. But my wife gave them to me. They ugly. I don't wear them outside. I just wear them in the house. I got on a shirt, t-shirt, that don't even nowhere near match them ugly pants. I mean, the, the, the t-shirt. There ain't a t-shirt made that would match them. That thing. And I'm barefooted. And I'm watching television. And it's a quarter to ten. And a commercial comes on about a loaf of bread. And it hit me. Oh, dear Jesus. I promised thee I would get a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk today. And I didn't do it. And when she gets up in the morning, she's going to want that toast. And she's going to want that chocolate milk because she puts that Hershey stuff in it, mixes it up, which that ain't really chocolate milk. No, you got to buy that chocolate milk already mixed. Just for you that need to know. Okay? Now I said, God, I promised her I'd get that milk. Brookshire's closes at 10 o'clock. Lord, I'm four minutes away. I jumped up, went and grabbed my wallet, grabbed my car keys, and boom, out the door I go. 
in all of my glory. <laughs> Barefooted in them beautiful shorts and a t-shirt that don't matter. And I thought, it's almost 10 o'clock. Ain't no, they close at 10. Ain't nobody going to see me. Ain't nobody going to know me. I'm okay. I'm safe. I ran in the store. There was one little girl behind the cash register. There was a little teenage boy bagging groceries. There was nobody in there. I didn't see a soul. I beelined it down back to the milk counter and I turned and looked and I saw a lady. The only woman in that store with a buggy of groceries full. I thought, oh God, I got to beat her back up to that front. If I don't, see, see, I told y'all I'm not spiritual. I said, God, I got to beat her back up there. I, I don't need to get behind her. So, man, I cut across two aisles. And I'm thinking, if I cut across and go down the aisle where they sell tater chips, I can, potato for all you proper folks, I can make it. And Chris, she must have had a rocket in that buggy. <laughs> Just as I turned that corner, I, I, I did like this. She looks at me and says, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, lady. How are you? You know, I try, I smiled. You know, it wasn't a real, real smile. It was a fakey smile, but I, I do. Yeah. She starts putting them things up on that counter. I thought, my God, I'll be in here 15 minutes waiting on her. Because I bet you she's got 48 coupons she's going to use. She just looked a coupon type. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says to me, you know why I sent you up here? Buy our groceries? I said, oh, Lord. Have you seen that buggy? That's what I said, God. Have you seen that buggy? The Lord said, you buy our groceries. I said, okay, Lord. So the little girl behind the cash register, I'm trying to get her attention. And I looked at her and I said, now that is so simple. I mean, it really is. You, her, me. I'm paying. That's simple. And this little girl behind that rest, I did it twice. I thought, baby, I know you're home, but your light just ain't come on yet. <laughs> you know, come on. And I finally I went. <sighs> and she didn't get it. So I reached in my, I reached in my deal, got my wallet out. That's all I had was my wallet. Grabbed my wallet. I went, what? She went, oh, I thought, dear God, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Her light bulb came on. So the lady, after all that ding, 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 and, and she rung up them groceries. I didn't know how much they were. I didn't have no idea. But just as she, the lady went to pull out her card and put it in that machine, the little girl put her hand on She said, no, ma'am, your groceries already paid for. And the lady turned and looked at me. Here I stand and... You know, all my beautiful stuff, barefooted, you know. She looked at me and she said, you did that. I did. I just, you know, well, ain't nobody else in the store but me. I said, no, ma'am, I didn't do that. 
Now, I know, I know what you're thinking right now, some of you. Now, he's a lying preacher. No, because I'm going to tell you why. I said, ma'am, I did not do that. God did. I don't know you, but God loves you. He had me here for you. She started crying. I said, oh, don't start that crying. And she did. She started crying. And I, and I can't hardly tell about crying. She started crying and I started crying. She said, I'm a single mom. And I don't know what I would have done because I knew I couldn't pay this bill when it would come due because I don't have the money. But my boys were hungry. We didn't have any, any food. And she said, didn't you come along? I said, ma'am, God sent me. So let me tell you what you, don't you ever take credit for something God does through you. Don't ever take credit because he's the one that gets the glory. And that bill's, uh, I don't know, it was, it was quite a bit. It, it, it got into hundreds. But it was okay because I knew God would give me the money. I knew he would. But when she left and I paid for my milk and my bread, I felt so good. And God said, you see, if you'll always listen to me, you'll never ever have to worry about your money because I will bless you when you bless somebody. But don't take credit for it. Amen. Today, the ushers have these in their hands. It's not even 12 o'clock, so don't get nervous. Unless you set your watch up 10 minutes so you could leave early. Who has these? The ushers. Okay, missions team, stand up, please. I want everybody in here to take one. I don't care how old you are. Because let me tell you something. Teenagers need to learn to start giving to God either from allowances if you have a job or whatever if you get an allowance you need to tithe off your allowance are y'all the y'all part of the teenage group here you tithe off your allowance my grandkids tithe off of their allowance and they're nine and ten and six i want everybody to take one yes just go hand them out i want everybody to get one of these this is your faith promise for the next six months. Not a year. Not a year. Now listen. I cleared this through pastor. I told him I feel like this is what the Lord was saying for the church here at Eunice. This is your faith promise for the next six months. Don't you dare write on there. Now I want everybody to fill one out. I don't care how old you are. I want you to fill one out. It's a step of faith. You're saying to God. Now listen. Here's the thing. Let me use Pastor Chris. He don't mind me using him. If Pastor Chris knows he can do a hundred a month, that ain't faith. You follow me? I said, that's not faith. If I know I can do it, that's not faith. I want you to hear from God right here. Where does God speak? Same place the devil does, your mind. I want you to hear from God. And you say, God, there's no way I can meet that every six, every month for the next six months if you don't come through. It's a faith promise. What does that say at the top? Faith promise. 
Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. You're making a faith promise. Well, Lord, I, I know I can do 100. Well, what about 150 if I get it to you? And he will. And you'll wind up in the next six months giving more to God to missions than you've ever given in your life. It'll come in the form of raises. People will hand you money. You will get rebates. I'm just telling you, God don't love me no more than he loves you. God just didn't bless me. God blesses you just like he does me. He's obligated to you just like he's obligated to me. And I'm not going to let him not be obligated to me. I want him obligated to me. He didn't just get, take my house off and give me a car because, oh, I love Gary. He's a preacher. He's just great. No, God says, I did it because you're a giver, Gary. You're a giver. And when you give, that's what happened. Just like you sponsor them kids today. Just like that, same thing. He said, yeah, but I sponsor one of them kids. I'm just asking you for six months, take a step of faith. It's not for 12, it's for six months. Take a step of faith for six months. And watch God. You say, what if I don't get it? Don't give it. If you don't get it, don't give it. But don't you lie to God. Don't you go spend it at Lucy's, or no, what was the name of that place? Oh, Ruby's. He, sorry. <laughs> I thought I ate at Lucy's. Ruby's. Don't. <laughs> you think I'd remember that because Woody told me again. I told Woody this, this morning, I said, I ate at Lucy's last night. He said, you mean Ruby's? I said, I guess. <laughs> so I still call her Lucy. I need to go down and say, hey, your name Lucy? Don't you go spend it at Lucy's when you know God's supposed to have it. Hello? Come on, folks. Let's be real today. This, I believe, can be the biggest six months of this church's history in giving to missions this year. I believe that. In the next six months, we're going to let you have April, May, June, July, August, September, between now and September, between now and September, I'll give 100 a month. I'll give 50 a month. I'll do this every month, every month. That's what Dee and I do. God, we, we put down this by faith at our church. We're building a new church. The cost is going to be somewhere around between 10 and $12 million. God asked us to make a commitment to our church. And we, we made a commitment. God, we will give this amount if you supply it we put it on a form something like this okay God there it is and I have it on my desk and every month I show it to him God can you see this let me hold it help you this way I do God he don't get mad at me y'all think God's sitting up there with a two by four he ain't gonna hurt you God's gonna love you I say God can you read this now you said this was every month and this month it ain't here yet you only got 12 more days, God. I'm waiting on you. And he comes through every month. I'm telling you, folks, he comes through every month. Had a guy walk up to me just last month. I needed, I needed 200 more dollars to make my commitment on that building. Guy walked up to me and just gave me two $100 bills. I had to clear blue. And God said, what did I tell you? 
what did I tell you? You take a step of faith and watch me work. But until you take a step of faith, he ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. So he, here's the way God is. God ain't going to dump it on us without us taking a step of faith first. You know why? Because he knows how we are. He knows how we are. So here's what I want you to do. Fill it out. Pastor Chris is going to come. He's going to dismiss us. We're going to take them up. And remember, you're doing this for six months. Six months. Now, let me tell you. I, I asked Pastor. I said, I feel in my spirit. This morning, I said it to him sitting right there. Doesn't a Pastor? I said, Pastor, I feel in my spirit, if it's okay with you, that God's asking for six months. Six months. Six months. You're going to be shocked what God does in six months. Matter of fact, you want to get my business card back there and email me and say, you ain't going to believe what God did. And I'm going to go, yes, I do. I've seen him do it too many times. I love you. Pastor, I love you. Thanks for letting me come. Thanks for letting me share my heart with you guys today on the favor of God. On the favor of God. On the favor of God. It's all about God, not Gary. Amen. I love you. Thank you so much. Guys, if you have our bags, they're passing those out. We're going we're gonna to receive these, and this is how we're going to close the day. Listen, I, I just really, I just want to reiterate the heart behind this, okay? I just want New Hope to be known as a giving church. I want our heart that, that resonates, that God honed in us. It didn't happen overnight. It was a process. It was a process, right? Where we just began to hear from the Lord and do what we could as we could. And then it was a little more and a little more and a little more. And then all of a sudden we just discovered that we had a heart for people that we didn't even know existed. And I, I'm telling you, I'm this isn't because I want more. I'm telling you, there's something connected when you're willing to let go of what you find the most security in. There's something connected to, to you and achieving God's will whenever you're willing to be obedient to God in every area, specifically in the financial area of your life. This is just about us acquiring together a spirit of giving. Listen, if you will, our guys, come on up. We're going to pray over this, and then I'm going to dismiss. Actually, I'll pray, and, and the prayer will be the dismissal. If you don't know what to write yet, that's okay. You can take it home, and you can pray over it. But listen, listen, don't take it home and talk yourself out of the number that God's already laid on your heart, okay? Obey immediately so that you don't discourage yourself from what God's already called you to do. But if you legitimately don't know, you can go home and maybe if your spouse isn't here, if you share your finances with somebody else, you need to talk to them or you need to agree together before you decide, that's fine. Let's just pray and, and let God dismiss us in this manner today. Father, Lord, we take these cards and, and we commit to you our finances. We commit to you our security. Lord, we commit to you our giving in every area of our lives, our time, our talent, and our treasure. And Lord, I just 
I thank you for those who are giving this morning. I thank you for those who are considering giving more than they ever have. And God, I pray that this morning would be a seed that is sown into a spirit of giving that arises in our hearts as the church of New Hope and Eunice. I pray, God, that you would lay it on our hearts tomorrow, what we're supposed to do in the community and the lives of somebody else. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be so sensitive to your spirit that we just would not be able to get away from the things. God, that we would speak the loudest with our checkbook in the area of another person's life. Lord, I pray that we would sow into people, sow into your kingdom. And God, this morning, as we do just that in making these faith promises, Lord, I I pray that they would be committed to you. And I pray, God, that you would bless them. And I pray that you would multiply and that you would show yourself faithful. Lord, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that we cannot contain Rebuke the devourer on our behalf and let us walk. Let us as a church walk in your favor. Father, I pray that you would bless us and keep us, that your face would shine upon us and be gracious to us, that you would lift up your countenance, give us your peace, anoint us to accomplish your will and to walk in your ways. And if there's anybody in this room that does not.